For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. At you live from responsible distances apart. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. Now with soundboard again. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? We are powered by the Overtime Podcast Network. It's your boy. My name is Clint. You can find me as Real FRG on the tweeters and the Instagrams. And that guy's over there. Uh, what's up, Yo, guys? Love. My name is Brooke. You can find me at BrookeMe3 on Twitter and Instagram. On today's show, well, what did we do this week, Clint? We talked to a big leaguer, former big leaguer. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, we did this week. Uh, we'll My soundboard's see. further. There you go. We talked to Sportsnet analyst Jerry Hairston Jr., former Dodger player himself, on what he's Friend doing to keep show. up with the quarantine and keep up with players in the middle of all this and his thoughts on the uh, – what do you call that? Biodome still? Still calling that Biodome, right? It's Yeah, it's pretty much a Biodome. I'm pretty I think sure if we, we coined that phrase. One, yeah, if we're one state, if it's in one state, the Arizona idea is Biodome. I don't know what what happens if they decide to go to Japan I don't know what happens if they decide to, to also split it into Florida, but we'll we'll figure that out uh, today on the show where we have uh, actually a few big leaguers. I think uh, we're going to get some words from here. Also, um, today it was announced that uh, apparently there's going to be biohazard testing in MLB. So we have Umbrella oh. Corporation taking over. Welcome to Raccoon City IRL. <laughs> it's a, it a nice uh, we're doing a giveaway. Giveaway is active now. If you go onto our website, dodgernation.com slash giveaways, check it out. But we'll give you more information on that in a little bit. Uh, introducing a new segment that we've talked about for quite some time. Brooke, I know you're excited about reading some reviews. I'm so excited about that. I'm pretty sure my favorite <laughs> one was deleted, though. So I'm really disappointed in that. Aww. There's one that's like, these guys suck. Yeah, Listen to them. Yeah, and it was yeah, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Those ones are always quality. But yeah, let's, uh, I guess, pull some some comments. Let's Let's see what's going on. In yeah, the, the lovely world of uh, our people, Brooke. Guys, don't forget, like Clint said, and he stole my thunder on this. This is a live show, so make sure you're dropping in the comments. Let us know where you're watching from. Let us know where you're repping Dodgers Nation tonight. Jumping into the comments a little bit. Leslie Taylor, Leslie Taylor over on Facebook says, "Hi guys, happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday, Leslie." And Leslie um, loves the mustache. Oh yeah, I mean you, you can't hate it at this point. It's just too far in. Alfredo said, "This that's how I've been spending my time." Grew. He said, "What Brooke did this week? He grew his mustache further." <laughs> it's it's a slow play, Alfredo. It's a slow play. We're we're super proud of you for the effort you've put into just sitting there and letting nature do its thing. It's real difficult, you know. I've been working real hard on it, but we're getting we're getting progress on it. Katie says, "Y'all are the only cons- constant thing in my life these days, other than sleeping until 10 a.m. every day." I feel that feel that on a spiritual level. 
I don't sleep until 10. I you don't sleep in? I don't sleep until 10 for I, sure. But... I sleep until like 8 because I have yeah, to get up and like I get up like, at 8. Do things. You know, you know how he is. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, Steve good. Romero says the boys in blue. Uh, I thought you were going to stop wearing blue. Uh, I did, but then baseballism. I got this sweet Vin shirt from baseballism, so I I couldn't not wear it. Um, yeah, that's that's, good. that's, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. But you look you look stunning. Thank you. But As Steve, such. we do miss our boys in blue. Hopefully, we get them back soon. Ricky Bobby Trujillo is watching from Vancouver, British Columbia. Canadian. Isn't that what that is? It was yeah. British Columbia, right? Yeah. That's not before Christ. <laughs> <laughs> different, uh, different. <laughs> anyways, anyways. All right, guys. Let's let's dig into. Um, we got a lot today. Gary is going to be working the buttons hard. Uh, that's what she said. But mm. uh, it keeps getting weirder, you know. So first off, I I do gotta like shout out and appreciate people like Jeff Passan and. You know, any of these these people that are, are getting the scoops, Kenny Rosenthal and all that, because they seem to be waiting to drop their hot news on Monday. So we have shit to talk about today. It's perfect so, timing. <laughs> well, thank you guys for, for doing um you know doing the uh I don't know, Tommy Lasorda's work. But uh the plans for the Arizona biodome have continued to be a topic of, of uh conversation this week and uh you know, when you put it all together with that news that dropped today that we're going to get into a little bit later, it's um, it's becoming more and more apparent that MLB like really wants to be the first sport to return, even if it, they, they say they don't want to. I don't know. Like thoughts on that, Brooke? Uh, yeah, I feel like MLB is not really like the uh, how do I say this? What's the best way to say this? Uh, Rob Rob Manfred has no balls. Is, is that a good way to say that? Is that appropriate? Uh, I, don't boom. Know. I heard there's a clip Man, for yeah, <laughs> Manfred is not exactly the guy who makes big shot decisions. So uh, I wasn't expecting baseball to be that, but it's certainly looking like they could be that. Um, they could be the the first team to or the first sport to get going out of all this, which that would be surprising to me, but kind of cool. Fantastic. Also, that would be incredibly fantastic because I, I I just I really want some baseball. So we'll we'll get into that. We do have multiple inputs from uh, big leaguers today, but. Um, the ultimate thing with this biodome thing, uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week. You know, Gary, our resident um, father here, uh, <laughs> at least that we legally are aware of, players are rightfully so hesitant to leave their families behind for bare minimum months at a time. Right. Um, so you do have a, a, a delicious video insert here. Let's hear from Jeff Passon a little bit about this. Uh, the latest with the biodome idea. The hope is that this starts off as a biosphere and eventually we get to the point in this country through testing and through antibody testing and through understanding a little better what the coronavirus exactly is, that they can move beyond this biosphere and go back to their cities. And even though they will probably be playing in empty stadiums for the rest of the year, the idea is that this would be a two or maybe three month thing as opposed to a four or five or six month thing okay. that encapsulates the entire season. Now, of course, there is the possibility that that it turns into that, but idealistically, they want to spend as little time as they can in Arizona. Passing, dropping, uh, and looking sharp with this fake background, by the way. But 
Brooke, I don't know if you you saw that particular clip before today because I know you've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of these biodome things and oh, MLB is doing that for for our lovely DodgersNation.com. But um, you know, past it's kind of passing this off as uh, oh, you know, it's it's only going to be a two or three month thing in their their opinion, not the whole season isolated in Arizona. It's like, yeah, it's easy for you to say, bro. <laughs> You're not yep. the one leaving family behind, or you know. Like uh, in the case of Kershaw, who we're going to hear from in a minute, you know, a, a toddler. It's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those things where baseball seems pretty split on, depending on who you ask. Like, I think it was Alex Wood, the first guy who officially had said anything about it, was like, whatever, dude. Like, I'm down. Like, he's like, I don't have a family, though, so I don't know how people who have families feel about it. Like, he even said, like, I don't have a family, so obviously it's easy for me to say, yeah, let's go. Or, yeah. you know, JT, who just has his wife or anybody like that. But then you got Kershaw, who just had, a, you know, his kid's like two two months old now, like yeah. his youngest kid. And it's like, yeah, you're just going to miss four, three, four months of his life just – because and it's like mm-hmm. yeah p- some people were upset about that surprisingly and you get to hear from him in a second on it as to why he can, how he could justify it but yeah it seems really split like depending on who you ask yeah passing also brings up the you know foreshadows for us here later in the show brings up that ever important antibody testing for for the coronavirus but more on that we're going to really dig into that maybe about 10 minutes or so, uh, or so, depending on how long uh, we end up yapping here. Digging into a couple of the comments uh, here. Alfredo says, so where's the MLB Biodome going to be built? Where do you think? <laughs> well, Thoughts? somewhere where nobody is. Scottsdale. Scottsdale. That's, <laughs> that's what, what Jay here said. Yeah, that's nobody lives Jay in here. Scottsdale. I mean, the um, way Facebook. they broke down the uh, divisions, right? Like when they reconstructed the leagues, it looks like... The teams are built around locations in Arizona. So if you've been to spring training, you would understand like why the White Sox yeah. are with the Dodgers and the Angels are a little. I think they're pretty close. So you know yeah, it's, it's all broken up. Yeah, I think yeah. if they are going to play, let's just say interleague, they're going to meet up at uh, what's that stadium down there? Uh, South uh, Dodger Stadium East. Uh, you know they're playing Petco there, Park? huh? Yeah. <laughs> That oh, east, south. east, east. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I didn't chase. make the L's with my hands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, chasse. Yeah, chasse. chasse. There you go. Let's I mean, that's that's probably that. how they're going to do it. They're not going to build a brand new stadium. Sorry. No, of course not. Everything's going to be in. Uh, well, that's that's the tough part about Arizona, by the way. To, to get into that for a second, the tough part about Arizona is there's only one domed stadium. So with that split league idea you're talking about, Gary, they're doing that more where it's it's. Uh, but games would also be played in oh yeah at camelback florida. oh no they'd be playing oh, in florida, florida. So, oh yeah that's right so there've been two there what there've been three ideas there was also like the japan idea i think baseball's going on basically full blower in taiwan right now but um you know i don't think america's pastime is going out of america outside of you know canada eh? but there's the two league idea uh 15 teams in each florida and arizona but florida has what two or three domed stadiums so it makes a little bit more sense there uh you know there's the idea there's the possibility of of teams you know just the free i guess stadium wise it would really be a free-for-all if they're doing the uh you know the all arizona biodome thing but um irregardless (laughs) of all this you still got to get players buy-in and we're going to hear from Kershaw right now. Kershaw was on uh, SportsCenter LA, which a whole lot, lot more of you guys can see now. So uh, way to go. Um, <laughs> six years. <Woo. laughs> but, um, you know, if you can't get the buy-in of somebody like 
Clayton F. Kershaw. You're probably not going to get the buy-in from a lot of players, so let, let's hear what uh, CK has to say. Yeah, we don't have a start date, as you mentioned, although the story did come out on Monday that Major League Baseball and the Players Association, at least they're having discussions about putting all 30 teams in Arizona and having everybody kind of isolate sometimes, maybe even isolate away from their families, no fans in the stands. We're hearing stories maybe not even having players in the dugout that you would sit in the stands at least six feet apart away from each other. What comes to your mind when you hear this kind of proposal, at least these kind of discussions going on? Um, <laughs> well, I, uh, I have two thoughts. One is, I think it's great. Like you said, that we're trying to figure something out. Like, that's awesome. Um, continue to work together and figure it out. Um, I will say that that situation that was played out, uh, I don't know who wrote the article or where it came from is, uh, I just don't, don't see that happening. Like, I, I just, I'm not going to be away from my family and not see him for four and a half months. Like I just talked about how much. Cooper changes, you know, over, you know, one week. So to miss four months of his life right now, I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of other things that are just wrong with that proposal. But, you know, it's not to say that we can't go somewhere with it. It's just that there's a lot of things we're going to have to figure out before uh, I go quarantine myself with, <laughs> with my team for four months. Right. Yeah, I'd say that's as firm of a no you're going to get from Kershaw. And, He's somebody that's pretty uh, open, I would say, with his uh, disagreeing with things that he's not a fan of. But um, we had we had a comment here that, that pretty much Anthony on Facebook saying the boys shouldn't have to leave their family. Hate to say it, but you know, let's just shut the the twenty twenty season down. Yeah, we don't we don't want to read that kind of negative thoughts right now. But it's <laughs> if we're being fair, if we're being realistic, I think you know realistically. We're, we're going to learn a lot more over this next two weeks, especially yeah. with that antibody testing thing we're going to, you know, sort of be talking about real soon. But amongst the bevy of issues that that we're seeing with this and concerns with all this and and, you know, I, I, I chatted with uh, Stripling about about this earlier and he had mentioned like uh, what do you say? Like it, it, the way they're doing it, it just it feels like it's going to lead to a crummy product on the field and. You know, you're putting yourself, you're putting the brand, you're putting players in, in positions where, that's what I told him, he had asked me about it too. And I'm like, you know, you wonder, players are going to start getting upset. They're going to get mad at each other. Like you, you start to lose the clubhouse or something like that. There's just so many, so many bad variables with this where as much as we want it, is it a good idea? Yeah, I mean, I, w I was actually surprised at the response from some fans, Uh on what Kershaw had said, there was a lot of people that were like, what the heck, man? Like, you're supposed to be the leader. And it's like, mm -hmm. dude, I don't even have kids. And I totally understand this. Like I don't have kids and there's no way like in any sense of the form that I would miss the first four months of my newborn's life to, to play yeah. baseball. Like it doesn't matter if you're making $30 million a year at that point. It's like, you can make $30 million a year. He's still going to make another $30 million the next year anyways. And on top of that, he's never going to get those months back with his newborn kid. Like how can you fault the guy for choosing his family over his job? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think I want the guy that chooses the job over his family. <laughs> I, I will play a little bit like the bad guy on this a little bit. Okay. This is, you his, can You're a dad. Yeah. This is his third kid. Right. And my this one. yeah, my second child is gonna replay this video later on in her life for me. <laughs> but I will say this: it's like, yeah, maybe the first child, like you don't want to miss a single moment 
you you want to see all those little things and i would say month three is probably was one of my favorite months of the first year that yeah. it was fun because you can finally see the personality come out and they like stop looking like a little <laughs> alien you know um but like i think that's the part where if this is a third child i can see like missing month two through four or like well, four through six like it's not too bad, especially if the kid knows that you're out there making $33 million in one but, year, you know? But a counter a counterpoint to that, Gary, he's still going to make $33 million next year regardless. So it's like he yeah. can – he can aff- I, if, I, you had, if you had made $30 million for the past 10 years or however long he's been making uh, – grip of money like you'd feel fine about missing a year of baseball you'd be like whatever like i have a i'm worth 150 million dollars right now <laughs> like i can miss this year which is why i think it was kind of wrong for sportsnet to put kershaw in that position to answer that question you don't I ask like- yeah you don't ask the richest guy in the clubhouse hey you want to miss out oh hell yeah i'm not i'm still going to get paid you know 33 right. million dollars and i i don't have to play I'm going to save a year of my contract. Well, that's the thing. I'm they're they're not getting, uh, isn't that the whole thing is like, nobody's getting their full contract. If there's no, no season beyond, mm-hmm. beyond May, I don't think anybody's getting paid. There's, there's know, no, there's no agreement in place as of now, uh, right now. It's just like that you're getting 170 paid million through May. Right. That's pretty much where it's at. I'm sure things are going to change, but you know, know what I would have liked to see. And it's not my money. So it's going to be really easy to say, right? <laughs> Not my money, not my kids. I mean, there's there's a 40-man <laughs> roster or however many you want to put at, at it, right? Why doesn't uh, Clayton Gate partnered up with someone at the opposite of the spectrum and kind of big burrow it up for the team? And so, like, people like Beatty or, you know, the, the, the lower-end players like Lux, maybe, or whoever doesn't have as much money, right? Like, young guys, partner them up a little bit and, like, have the big uh, the older player the veteran sponsor the younger player for the year because they have the money right and then the that's just a team basis i think there's a lot of great residual effects from that from you know building good team camaraderie you know it's good big brother experience it might help out a little bit you know and it's just maybe um i don't know it's just that i i I think I just hate the part that Kershaw was put in that spot. And I see the comments just like you. And I think it's wrong that people are commenting on. He got set up to answer. There's no right answer for him. No, either either way, either way in that situation, he's wrong. And Ro- Roach, Roach brings up a good point over on Periscope. He says, especially considering the situation that we're all in right now, you, you can't leave your wife to handle a newborn. The first couple months are the toughest. No sleep whatsoever. And he's, I mean, to an extent, he's right in the sense that Maybe, you know, for a guy who makes that much money, you have help in the past and you have people, yeah. you can pay people to help you and take care of you. You can't do that right now. No, like no, they're, no, I agree. They're, they're in situations where you can't really have people coming over to help because, you know, everyone's going to stay at home. They're all locked in. There's no work like that. It's not safe. And so it's a really specific situation where, um, you know, it's just going to be his wife probably at home with the rest of the kids and on her own with a newborn. So, I, I you know. I, I agree. They definitely put him in a spot where it's like, no matter what he says, like he was going to get torn apart for it. And he, I mean, you know, he's, he's paying for it. People they, are they pissed. Went, 
they went the opposite end of the spectrum though you know that that was Hartung's like third interview in that same vein although i think it was the first one where that specific question about you know the biodome was asked but you know uh he talked to jt about it and jt's you know the, like like we've said the opposite end of the spectrum jt's a guy who has no kid he just has you know wife and, and podcast right now <laughs> um so it's not something he has to worry so much about i think they i think Hartung also asked stripling as well so you're getting both vantage points from it, but yeah, somebody like Kershaw, who's such a such a family guy, you you understand. Of course, he's going to have that answer, and it's every you know, it's it's his right to want to be with his family, and you know he knows that this game isn't uh, the most important thing in in uh, world you know in the world for him. At best, he's got another six you know years in this game, and then it's it's family. So you'd hate to you know throw away. Um, those those few months with the kid, even if the kid doesn't remember it, it isn't going to get anything out no, of it. No, there's definitely yeah. the memories of it. I mean, it, like I said, month <laughs> three, four, and five are freaking like they're pretty damn fun to find out the personality <laughs> of the of the kid, right? Um, and I understand about you know you don't want to leave your wife to to take care of that. There are sleepless nights, so Alfredo, you're right. You know, like it, it is special. I looking back at it. I mean, I bet in the middle of it, I would have wished I wasn't there, but like, you know, <laughs> but looking back at it, it was, it wasn't too bad. I mean, it was fun and everything. I just, this is the, the only thing that irks me. And, the, and this is why I talked about last week. If Clayton Kershaw and Clayton Kershaw is a leader, if he goes back, a lot of people will fall in line and go back with him. Okay. The effects of him going back is that he's going to be able to not just put money in his pocket but put money in pockets of people in Major League Baseball's ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. Those people who don't have jobs right now, even we're going down to people who are just custodians or janitors who have to clean up after these damn players at the, at mm -hmm. the minor league. I mean, think yeah. about those people. I think if Clayton, it, you asked me, Gary, would you, would you do it? I have an eight and five-year-old right now, right? Would you go and skip four months right now knowing all of this? Like, I think I would. I mean, and th that's just me. I would skip four. I would go out for four months, earn the, the earn the family a little paycheck, and make and, and know that what I'm doing is helping put a small paycheck in every in a lot of people that I'll never meet. You know, you got to think about those kind of things before you just answer. Oh, I wouldn't do it. Your action yeah. will not affect thousands of people. <clears throat> you know, I I I would also argue though that him not playing and him choosing to not play. Uh, would not have an adverse effect on the younger guys because the young guys need to make money. Like they have to go out, they have to go out and hunt. And the, yeah, yeah, they're like, thank the you. Things... We, we get a chance now. There's a roster spot that's open. Thank you so much that we don't have to yeah. spend $35 million on you this year. <laughs> thank you so much for that opportunity. Great. Now yeah, I get to play. So I, I have two responses to this. I have two responses to this. Like one, that's something that, that, uh, Jerry Harrison mentions we're going to get to some of his clips in a minute. Uh, anybody wants to watch that whole interview, go check it out. YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. We got a whole ass interview with Jerry Harrison. Fantastic oh, interview. I mean, I was like legitimately cracking up at some of the stuff this guy's <laughs> saying. He's got a podcast coming out, too. So make sure to check out Jay Hare. But, you know, back in the, the, the olden times, you know, even before Gary's day, <laughs> uh, there Granted, it wasn't the same kind of money, but, you know, in the war times, you, you got like people, Ted Williams was sent to frickin war. Yeah. Uh, and they, they brought up these weird ass random like 17 year old kids and whatever, like baseball. Now, if there are players 
like, you know, if it's 10, 10% of players that are saying no for sure, or even 30%, is that, should that out, uh, you know, rank the other 70% that want to play and that, you know, kind of need to pay uh, play to survive. Mm-hmm. I, I so. think from the eyes of baseball, though, if you have 30% of established veterans that don't want to play this year, I, I don't think that makes a difference. I think you still push on and play. Like, I, th- I think Major League Baseball is going to make a lot more money off of it, even without those. Maybe you don't have the stars necessarily yeah. that you want in the game, but people are still going to watch. There's still going to be television deals that come from it. There's still going to be advertising deals that still come from it. And on top of that, you don't have to pay those stars anymore. So, I mean, you look at it. Yeah, it might really be a win-win. It does. Yeah. It, yeah, it might <laughs> actually be good for the owners. Like, it, Win, win, this win. could end up working out in the favor of the owners in the sense of like, hey, we might actually make some money and recoup some of the ticket sales that we've lost because they are losing a hell of a lot of ticket sales. You see some of the owners send family pictures to like the, the highest paid players. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, and then like, they're like I can't Kershaw's, do it anymore. Yeah. They, Kershaw's locker when he yeah. there on day one. Baby. I'll take a, a, few, of the, uh, a few of the questions here. DJ Jay-Z has a... Uh, J E is it Y Z uh, agrees with Gary. What if Clayton was in Lux's position at the beginning? You know, he'd be all, all on that Arizona plan. Our boy SD Dodger, Tim Rogers says, make it optional. If they don't get paid or service time, give people that option. And you know, you wonder with that idea, like, is it going to create that, that, that tension or dissension in the, the players, uh, you know, association, the union's not going to Tony Clark's going to have a handful. We'll say if, they play on when most of their established stars are against it. And that's another thing of it too. Like with the, the, the CBA expiring pretty soon, do you, do you want to create this, this yet another potential problem for, you know, future work stoppage for something dumb, like, happened what happened in 1994 well, look work that stoppage is coming regardless of whether or not this happens <laughs> so we don't even stress about that there's no way that that cba is not gonna be have some struggles over it by the time baseball so we have to do this again next 2023 <laughs> huh? oh we gotta do it every year for a while <laughs> Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Randy Ritter has a question, but didn't give us the question. So, Randy, go ahead and get us that question. We are going to roll now the next clip. Uh, we did <laughs> talk to Jerry Harrison Jr. this week, uh, your Sports Center LA professional analyst man and you know again he's he's actually good i could dick around as much as much as i want here but he's very good at what he does so uh we just we he you look at jerry harrison's career he's somebody who was drafted in 97 came up in 98 weird time for baseball uh played on a lot of teams he's he's i would say he's about the everyman who did pretty much everything you could do in baseball uh i mean didn't wasn't an all-star didn't win an mvp but doesn't matter he was there he knew them uh what are what are some of his sort of experiences or things that he could relate to what's going on right now and you know just more or less some thoughts on it so gary go ahead and roll that beautiful bean footage Jair, we know you keep up with a lot of the players, and as a former player yourself, you probably don't have experience with something exactly like this, but maybe you can kind of relate it to injuries in the past. But 
what's it like as a player to get all ramped up ready for spring training you get that far into it and just have the rug pulled out from you under like, like just suddenly no baseball it's difficult and this is a lot harder for players because they're not experiencing an injury you know i've been injured in the past where okay there's a reason why i'm not on the field is because i have a broken finger or i have a broken foot you know so you know why you're not playing uh but at the same time, you see hope because you see your teammates out there playing. So I know if I do everything right and make sure that uh, I listen to the trainers and I listen to the doctors, I could be on the field with my teammates, you know, in two or three months. But for everything to be shut down, this is uncharted territory for these players. And, you know, I was on the field in 2001 when 9-11 happened, you know, mm-hmm. meaning I was an active player. Yeah. Uh, that was a weird experience. You know, we were under attack as a country. So we knew that. Uh, there was a lot more more important things going on in the world uh, than being a baseball player. But we knew after a week or so, we knew that we would have to be back on the field because we needed to provide some type of hope and some type of normalcy for fans out there. And the fans wanted us back. Even though uh, the country had experienced this tragic uh, attack, fans wanted us back just to give us uh, some sense of normalcy. So when we came back, I think it was 10 or 11 days later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we were in Toronto. I was with the Baltimore Orioles. We were in Toronto at the time mm-hmm. uh, when we played our first game. And it was a different, uh, uh, it was different because we knew that, man, is baseball that important? But in the back, in our mind, said, so you know what? It is important. We need to be out there on the field uh, to, to give fans uh, uh, that sense of normalcy. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, this generation's players understand, you know what, even though it may be different, there may not be fans in the stands. We may have to play in Arizona. We may have to play a day game against the White Sox, and then another team's going to have to play, the, you know, the, the, the Indians would have to play against the Reds on a night game, maybe in, the, in Chase Field. Uh, it may be different, uh, but as long as it's safe, I think the players understand and realize, you know what, we need to get back to normalcy. And us being on the field, as long as it's safe, I think it'll it'll begin the steps to that. You know, normalcy, I guess we can say. Baseball normalcy or, or living normalcy, but at what cost? And apparently the cost can be big for players that aren't in on it, aren't in on the idea, because you're going to cost yourselves either a lot of money or a lot of time with family. And, you know, you would think the latter is a lot more irreparable in the long term than the money side of it, but... You know, again, great interview. I think Brooke can attest to that. It was it was a fun conversation with him. Um, Jay Hare's a fun guy to talk to. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, later, he, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say he he brings up kind of later in the in the interview a little bit that in terms of all the sports, you know, when you consider the four major sports between hockey, basketball, baseball, yeah. and football, of all the sports, baseball is probably the most optimal, optimal in terms of bringing it back safely and with social distancing guidelines in place and all of those things to keep players healthy. Number one, there's not really any contact necessarily. Um, pretty much every other sport has pretty close contact. Like basketball mm-hmm. players are literally like up against each other the entire game sweating on each other (laughs) yeah and i think the coronavirus numbers can probably attest to that because it was it spread pretty pretty quick in the nba like a lot of people got it um and then on you know football you're constantly hitting dudes and being stuck in piles and not necessarily that it's been a problem for football yet but could possibly be in the future um hockey i mean i don't know who watches hockey but it's cold and 
people or people touch each other there, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but base, does, uh, baseball, coronavirus... I mean, yeah, how does coronavirus survive on the ice? I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> hockey is ideal. Um, but you know, baseball, you're outdoors for the most part. You have the ability to be far apart from each other. I think Clint, you brought it up. The only real point of contact is everybody's touching the same ball. And yeah. so that's, I mean, that's true of all sports, I guess though. So there are ways around that and there are ways that they can overcome that. But Baseball seems set up pretty nicely compared to the other sports, I'd say. Yeah, let's let's get into a, a few comments here. Uh, Randy asks this question. He says, "Does Mookie Betts uh, resign for next season, or does Mookie sign a long contract with the Dodgers?" We we've we've talked a lot about Mookie uh, over the months on this. Um, really, I'd say it's fifty fifty on whether or not he's a Dodger in twenty twenty one. Regardless of whether or not we he plays any games this year. Uh, he's going to do what everybody's doing for this coronavirus thing. He's going to do what's best for his family. And if he can yeah. pocket $400 million next, after this season, he's going to pocket mm-hmm. $400 million. He's not going to get paid $30 million, risk a year, get injured, and then come come to a what a $100 million contract if he gets injured. No, you're going to take that money when you can. Yeah. Mike Hemme uh, says, man, I miss baseball so much. So, so much. Same. We're going to go with the hard same and, uh, and a bugle. Katie, Katie brings up a really good question here uh, or a point here. And I'll, I'll preface it. I'll set it up as a question to the both of you guys here. And she says it would honestly be so much easier for the players and the fans if they just announced that the season is canceled already. Uh, Gary, what's your take on that? Wouldn't be good for the advertisers. Okay, that's the main thing. Like, I, I yeah, promise you. Yeah, but we're you. talking about players and fans. Yeah, players and fans. If if yeah. no, I, I know if player if they canceled the season, they would basically tell the fans, "Hey, don't worry about us for a year," and that's gonna decrease the amount of engagement that they're gonna have with the fans. So therefore, the impressions or the eyeballs that their advertisers paid for this year go down the shit. I mean, go down the toilet. You know, and that's basically. It. I think it's just a game also that you gotta play. Also known as the shitty A. Yeah, shitty A. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that's that's the main reason. And honestly, I really think, uh, you know, faith is faith is that they're really trying to figure something out. Um, they're hoping that uh, a vaccine or a treatment can do it. Good testing can still get it through. And yeah, the hot, dry air of Arizona is the best place to play baseball during this. And th- that's you got to weigh all those things, right? And then you got to say, is it good enough to play? And, and that's the thing that they're really still trying. And then, you know, I, I really don't think anybody wants to say no and give up. I think when you cancel the season, you basically weigh the white flag and you give up. And I, I don't think we're all built to give up. And I think yeah. we at least want to try. So well, that's that's also what Jay Hare talked about too. You know what what happened after nine eleven? Like baseball, people wanted baseball back, and one of the things he did miss what he was talking about there is is it was sort of kind of it was America's way of saying you know this isn't going to bring us down. This is going you know we we're going to come back. We're going to be strong or stronger or whatever it is. So uh, I could understand America and baseball. Well, not America because they're not going to be the first to restart it because we were so far behind on everything. But if baseball comes back first, that's a pretty big win and nothing bad comes out of it. But uh, it seems like, uh, Brooke, you had something. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, when, if you're talking about it's, – it's the same idea – 
you know, I can relate it to a lot of things, but I, I had the question of ticket refunds. Like my question on Twitter was like, I haven't heard anything from the Dodgers about my ticket yet. And it's, you know, we're going on three weeks past opening day Break, now. Breaking news. Uh, today, uh, I was refunded for my spring training tickets I didn't use. So, oh, so maybe, maybe that's it's on thing. the way. But, yeah. uh, you know, I brought that point up on Twitter and somebody was like, well, yeah. It's because they want to play as many games as possible, so they're not going to give you money your money back until there's a hundred percent confirmation that your game is canceled. And I was like, "It's a good point. They don't want anybody to freak out and just all, like, hey, across the board, here's all the refunds." And now suddenly, if they have to play that game, they have no ticket sales to that game. So yeah. I get that, but also in the same sense that Governor Newsom came out today, it was like, "Hey, we have a plan for California to get out of the stay in place, uh, you know, rule." And it was like. The plan is we're going to get a plan, and then once we have a plan, we'll have a plan. And it was like – I was like, well, I thought he was going to give us a date. Like what the hell's happening? And then somebody brought up a point. They're like, he's not going to give you a date because, number one, if the date is like a long way away, he knows that's not going to work and people are going to get upset and that's going to piss people off. So, And he's like, and he's not going to promise them a date that's too soon or where that date comes and passes. People are going to be pissed. People are going to start going outside. So it's, it's, yeah. you know, in terms of baseball, it's politics. It's the same thing. It's, you're That's, not going to cancel games until you absolutely have to cancel games. You're not going to call off a season until you absolutely have to call off the season. And it, it's honestly, it's going to be a long time before they do that. I mean, we're talking like, if, if they were to make a decision to call off the season, I would say it probably doesn't come to like July or August at the latest or at yeah. the earliest. Yeah. And that seems like that. What, what you're talking about there, kind of like the the sort of baby steps or hurdles, like they don't want to say, hey, everybody's going to be in their their homes for the next six months. That's something uh, for those who don't who didn't know. Uh, you know obviously, last week we had uh, Dodgers broadcaster Joe Davis on who let us know that, hey, their new podcast is dropping him and Oral Hershiser where that, that podcast is, did drop. And well, the Bulldog got some crap online because why not, uh, you know, referring to the the Trump as, you know, the president, that's all he said, which is literally his verbatim title. And, you know, the idea of like the president's seat, not wanting to get people, you know, too far ahead of themselves. Like their their bulldog's idea is setting slow, uh, you know, jumpable hurdles. I'm doubting that's what they're going for, but I like the idea. Like you can't tell everybody, Hey, yeah, you're stuck inside till November or December at the earliest, because we're not, we absolutely were not we're, we are not meant to be caged no i mean i'm i'm pretty reasonable and i like to follow guidelines like that and i have no problem like you know working for the better of humanity and things like that so i don't you know i'm fine like when they're like hey stay inside i'm like no problem i already do that anyways i'll just stay inside not a big deal i don't have to see my friends or family i'll just stay at home yeah but you know if if you had told me like hey you have to stay inside till november i would have been like nah not gonna fly we're not doing that (laughs) so i get it i get the slow play and i think one of the frustrations too is you got the governor of california saying one thing there's no sports in california in terms of crowds at least through summer like no way not possible at all not even close to reality and then you got the president of the united states like i need my sports back you know we gotta watch him and so it's like you got two Two officials, <laughs> high-ranking officials, going and saying different things about the possibility of playing sports, and so now you get your hopes up, and then you get your hopes dash, and then you get your hopes up, then you get your hopes dash. So I mean, well, I, go, a I usually right go now. with the one with the higher IQ, and then yeah, speak right, good, speak good at that. We're gonna start getting ourselves in trouble here. Whatever way people think, 
we're we're definitely going to get ourselves in trouble. So I'm going to step away from that. We're going to go into more Jay Hair because Jay Hair actually, you know, if I wish we could have uh, like premeditated our conversation because I could have lined up the video better. But there is uh, Jay Hair did touch on something we talked about earlier in the show about you know some of the young players and how much the money side of it means is I very much shift gears away from where we were at there smoothly shift, shift. a shift. But uh, Gary, you got one more video there. You're going to throw it out, you know, uh, from the player's perspective. Well, what are your thoughts? You know, some of your thoughts on, on the, the crazy ideas, I guess we'll call them that we've seen online, whether it's playing in Japan or the MLB biodome, as we like to call it here in Arizona, or even things happening potentially in Florida uh, with the, redesigned American and national league and all that. What, how do you feel about that? Just as, you know, a baseball fan, an analyst, a former player, you know, does that irk you in any way or you just really looking to get back at it? I'm trying to look guys, you're, you're so fortunate once you get to the big leagues uh, and you realize once you're done playing, how special that is. Mm -hmm. A guy can have a, a career for two years, five years, 15 years, uh, it is so precious. So this time means a lot to these players. So I'm going to take that, take the view of an active player. I want to play, yeah. you know, I want to be out there on the field and this could be my only opportunity. Think about guys that are trying to make the team. Yeah. This could be my only chance. And if I'm not on that field, then and if we don't play this year, then next year, that other prospect who's behind me may get the opportunity that I was having this spring training. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So it's so important for guys to acquire big league service time. It's so important for those guys to be on the field. And, you know, listen, I know it's going to be weird to be away from your family for two or three months, but a lot of guys have experienced that in the minor leagues, you know, because you're not making a whole lot of money. You can't afford to have your, your girlfriend or your, your wife or your wife and children to be mm -hmm. with you all the time in a particular city because it costs too much. We're not making a lot of money. So some guys are used to that. And I, I think I heard a, a player, uh, his wife just got pregnant. This guy hasn't made a whole lot of money. She's due. Her baby's due in like August or September. I'm not going to tell you the player is. Mm -hmm. And the wife and, and the husband go, how am I going to pay for my, my kid? How am I yeah. going to afford certain things for my family? So to, the, to that family, the husband, the wife, and that newborn child, they need that player to be out in the field and make money to provide for their family. So I understand it's a unique situation, but – if you have a chance to play, and I know as a player, I, I don't want that opportunity to play, even if there's no fans in the stands. Yeah, yeah, because you're making money, you're doing, you know, you're doing your part as a, an entertainment business here at the same time. You know, there's there's so many reasons to get it back out on the field, but of course, safety is paramount for everybody, including you know, new babies on the way and family and all that. So it's it's really this tough double-edged sword we're kind of working against right now. Hmm. I wish I was on that interview, man. It looked like a lot of fun. Oh, we got we got into Puig. We got into him attacking the entire Padres bench. <laughs> it was a good time with at the real Jay Hair. But so this is my plan. I just came up with that plan with this plan while we we're watching that. Um, so it should be good. Just go with hey, minor league players don't make dick for money either way. MLB, you guys take the season off. <laughs> Let all the minor leaguers be MLB players to play a season. Let's have fun. Watch a bunch of really bad uh, defense and uh, a crap. A little bit of bats. Outs. Let's do it. Let's a do little bit of bats. Let's get all the weirdness in there. A little bit Let's, of bats. 
run the bases backwards. You ever been to one of those uh, softball tournaments for Halloween where you have to carry a pumpkin around the bases? You do that too? Yeah. Just get real strange with it, man. Just make it as strange as possible. <laughs> In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Um, well, that's that's. A, I think we can kind of shift gears to our uh, the next topic of you know uh, what what dropped today. Uh, sorry, I mean, we're kind of distracted here. Uh, we, we got one of our he's, – he's been a regular here. Anthony uh, popped into the Chad hair. Uh, you know, Chad here is probably the most realistic version or realistic, um, I don't know, look into what's important right now that, uh, you know, it's not about baseball. It's not about that. It's about getting healthy. And, and Anthony on Facebook, unfortunately, uh, his father passed away, uh, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, one would assume it's from the COVID, but if, if not either way, you know, condolences from, from all of us here to, to Anthony, but the important thing he's bringing out, let's get healthy before we play a game. And absolutely. Ultimately that, that is what should be happening. Yeah. Um, you know, Both physically all of us are, and mentally, like a lot, I know yeah. a lot of people right now are struggling mentally to mm-hmm. stay focused and stay happy and all that stuff and we hope like these kind of things help people out like you can come talk mm-hmm. chat with us and talk talk with people outside of you know whoever you're quarantined with uh you got social media and all that fun stuff but i know social media is it, it's nice it's cool and cool and all but sometimes there are bad sides where you just think everybody else is having the best times of their lives and that's yeah. all you see it's a curated life that you see on social media it might trick you into thinking that whatever you're doing right now isn't as good like just don't think mm. that it's it's not you know i hope people understand that and mentally you know i hope i heard i heard a really bad remark today saying like oh we're going to see so many divorces you know um coming out of this and like i come from a divorce family you know and it's not fun and it's i i don't wish that on so many people and and i hope i hope 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 that mentally people can get through this as as best as possible yeah, I would say we're all learning a whole lot about the people we uh, we spend our time with. Absolutely, or, or yeah. <laughs> whatever. I mean, thankfully for people like you know me and and Mrs. FRG over here, it's really not that much of a change. I, I'm just I'm frustrated because I don't get to go out and golf and I don't get to go out and drink heavily with friends. And if I drink at home, I just feel like an alcoholic, so I'm not going to do that. But if you guys have problems, make sure you call the right people. Uh, we'll host a Zoom or something. I don't know. Anyways, um, to let, let's bring up the spirits of everybody. You know, we are here, like you said, Gary, we are here to be uh, not so much of a distraction, but, you know, uh, an outlet, some yeah. some form of a family, if you will. You know, we got our regulars. I see Chris is in the stream. And Chris, our boy El Carriza probably popped in at an interesting time. Uh, but, but thanks for joining us, hype man of the show. Um, well, before we actually we do get into the next segment, uh, quickly we we are I mentioned at the top of the show um, we're doing a giveaway for Brooke. You want to whip it out? Well, <laughs> phrasing giving away this this sweet uh, forty two snapback cap from our friends over at uh, Baseballism. 
uh it's got what, what's that on? man there's a whole bunch of writing on there yeah it's uh i think it's the constitution on the bottom well that's pretty cool it's pretty we cool. are giving that away and i think you know since we we have it in hand we have a bunch of other uh sanitized goodies uh in the office that we've gotten from friends of the show people like mark langell and and other people that have uh you know stopped into Dita rule stopped into the office so we'll kind of send a little care package to somebody so go to dodgersnation.com slash giveaways and uh you know fill out the uh, the little question not even a questionnaire what is it give us form yeah do the thing do the thing thing. yeah yeah it's it's a cool hat it commemorates jackie robinson baseballisms doing it right now um you can also buy them on the website if you want to no but uh well you can't actually buy them you're actually right about that you can't these actually cannot be bought out specifically Mm -hmm. on the website but tomorrow is jackie robinson day Good or to today, if you're it. listening to the podcast, for sure. Or today, yeah. yeah. But at the time of this live stream, it's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, what better way to celebrate than by signing up to try to win a beautiful Jackie Robinson snapback hat at baseballism.com? So quickly, obviously, we've rambled on a good while here, and, and we appreciate everybody for for hanging out and and, and participating in this. Uh, you know, I think we we've all learned a lot here, <laughs> but uh, the <laughs> biggest thing that again we've talked about, we dance around. Uh, for most of the show, the big news from today was <laughs> Umbrella Corporation MLB edition. Brooke, enlighten us because I didn't really get a chance to to dig into it enough to understand what the hell it all means and what's yeah. going on. But apparently, MLB is doing COVID or participating and helping out in COVID antibody testing. Yeah, so I mean, the basic breakdown of it is there are 27 teams that are going to participate. I don't. I don't know what the parameters were or why teams are not participating, but there's two teams in Florida that are not participating. So I don't know what that's about. Um, I'm sure we'll figure out what the hell that's about sooner rather than later, but I don't know who would want to be near the Marlins anyway. So I guess I get that. Um, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe they're like, you have to have a certain number of fans in your stadium per year to qualify. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the guidelines (laughs) are, but basically um, (laughs) apparently some, some researchers from Stanford in partnership with a couple different groups wanted to study a broader nationwide sample size to figure out how the COVID virus is spreading in metropolitan areas and high density areas and high population areas. And to do that, instead of just picking random people from around the country, which is a lot more difficult to do, they're like, hey, Major League Baseball is stationed all around the country. They have employees all around the country, players, coaches all around the country. If we can partner with them, then we'll be able to test some of their people, either employees, players, or coaches, whatever it might be. And we'll get a more accurate sample size. Um, so they're looking for 10,000 people to test, apparently. Mm-hmm. The test that they're doing is like a the thing where you like pinprick your finger, get a little drop yeah. of blood, and it supposedly returns returns results within five minutes. It tests for two different antibodies. It's the I I don't know anything about science, so all I'm going to tell you is it lets you know if you have it but aren't showing any symptoms, and it lets you know if you had it but didn't show any symptoms. So it kind of tests for all possible scenarios: either you have it, had it, or could have it, or whatever it is. And, <laughs> and the- <laughs> It, it, all, all it really does is is it's gonna just you know it's gonna show medical professionals how the virus is spread and hopefully from there you can figure out more things about it, figure out how to avoid it, how to defeat it, how to lessen it, how to really flatten the curve. Um, it's gonna be really good for medicine in general, um, but it will also hopefully be good for baseball. And I, I think even specifically in the article, it was like Major League Baseball didn't jump at this 
just for the chance to play baseball again. They were like, hey, the world needs to get healthy. And if we can offer up our employees who are more than willing, why not? Like we have the biggest reach of anybody. So why not? So it's a good thing that baseball is doing. It seems like 27 of the 30 teams are all in on it. Again, I don't know why the other three aren't, but I'm sure that will come out later. But it's a good thing that they're doing. Classic Miami, am I right? Whatever, Miami. <laughs> and this has been Science Adjacent with Brook Me 3. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the best way to sum it up. If you want me to do math or science, not your guy. <laughs> uh, Ricky Bobby Trujillo says, Doc Me 3 coming in hot, dropping Doc fact bombs. <laughs> Alfredo says, if we're going all Resident Evil, uh, I'd want us to have Mila Jovovich. And no, no, Katie drops it right. Claire Redfield. Claire's Claire's been through some shit, man. She's seen she's seen a lot. Uh, she's survived it. If not, it's gonna be Leon. But you know, if you get into like Leon, he he just they 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 jump the shark at some point yeah. in that series. Anyways, anyways, we digress. If we're gonna be talking about jumping the shark, we are going to uh, dig into the final segment of of today's show, I'm so and excited. that's. <laughs> That's reading your reviews. I was really uh, hoping we weren't going to have to skip this, honestly. (laughs) I haven't seen it in a while. so (laughs) We need some fanfare. So we've never been, or I've never been, I mean, obviously I've been doing this show, what, a year longer than Brooke or something like that. But uh, Brooke's uh, the the OG. I think you were on on the second ever episode of the show as a guest with me and the other guy. That's his legal name now, the other guy. Yeah. Um, so a lot of these uh, you know, reviews are older, and we haven't really been, uh, you know, we've never pushed that much for, for reviews and ratings, even though we should, because that does help us get into a, a higher uh, podcast bracket and ultimately get us more money because we kind of need that to survive. But anyways, <laughs> if you guys want, do leave us a review, uh, preferably if you leave us a high star, but a funny review, we will read it in future segments of this. But, you know, oh, Brooke, yeah. do, you, do you have the reviews open? Oh, oh yeah, I do. I'm going to let uh, you lead off. I, okay, well, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to read the good ones because the good ones, you guys are nice. You, you're very straightforward about, you and we know, appreciate you. Yeah. We like him. We love him. That's not to encourage you to write a bad one necessarily, but if you want to throw an inside joke into one so that we'll read it, got no problem with that. As long as you give us that high star rating, you know what I mean? There's a couple on. So I should preface this by saying there used to be one on here. That was a, it was like Clint, was it like a half star rating or something like that? It was, it was pretty low. It was, it was basically, thing. It was basically no, no. It was a three star rating, so it was yeah, very yeah. strange. It was calling us the worst podcast in the history of sports, and then at the end, it was like you should listen to them, and it was like what the heck is that? Rating. It, they since since I've posted that on my Twitter, that person has since deleted that, so I can only assume that that person follows me on Twitter, which is great. Uh, but I'm gonna go all the way back to December. It was probably Roach. <laughs> probably throwback. I'm gonna, throwback I'm gonna Roach. go. All the way back to December 2018, which is actually, I think, when I, if I'm right, when I took over, right, Clint? Uh, this would December. have been right around. Yeah, this would okay. have been right around the time. It was right around that time, exactly. Uh, on uh, All Star Burrito says this is the most popular Dodger blog out there, which Plus unfortunately that. is the most accessible for casual Dodger fans. So when these guys give their horrible takes on the team, which happens pretty frequently, those fans buy in immediately. I only listen because they at least provide the breaking news about the Dodgers on a consistent basis, and FRG is the funny dude. <laughs> Glad that Brooke is also taking over because I couldn't stand the other guy. 
So the other guy is, is Kevin. Kevin and I, you know, we had a, a, a good, you know, chemistry with this kind of stuff, but we didn't always see, you know, exactly eye to eye on, on the, the product. And he tended to not see eye to eye with a lot of people on a lot of things, but uh, bless his heart. Uh, he's fine. We're, we're still friends or whatever, but uh, that, that, that just, it feels like the most accurate review of the podcast at that time that was that was after a full season that was uh that was right after what the dodgers lost to the red Sox in the world series too so i could understand like yep. just weird stuff going on um so quality we appreciate your review uh we prefer the higher star all-star burrito but we appreciate you uh <laughs> what i think the oldest one here is from jeff rue Oh, wait, that's not even old. I don't understand the, the way this thing aggregates or, or whatever puts it together. But uh, the title of it is Hacks. And uh, Jeff Rue uh, says, and this was in um, in uh, January of, of 2019. He says, I'm a huge Dodger fan. Don't know how they managed to say nothing in 60 minutes. Please stop trying to be funny. It doesn't work. So number one, where do you get off? <laughs> number two, I'm not trying to be funny, bro. <laughs> Papa Bear's funny. That's what I do. It's just a natural ability. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, you know, sometimes we go longer than 60 minutes, sometimes shorter. And yeah, maybe we don't say anything. So we appreciate your review. <laughs> Friend of the show, that guy. Uh, pick, a a, pick, pick another one. Uh, I should also say there used to be one that said something about us doing inside jokes all the time. And that one's oh, accurate. Man. That's yeah, pretty spot yeah. on. We That's tried, on us. My tried. bad. If you follow Twitter, you get most of the jokes. Just because a lot of yeah. them come from there, yeah. but I mean, that's you got to listen for the whole show. Yeah, that's the cesspool <laughs> that we swim in. You know, that's the fun. Uh, back in uh, well, let's see, September 2019, Gabe Nader 101 says, "Haters, if you're a Dodger fan, don't listen to this crap. All they do is point out negatives. Nothing positive on this podcast, and that's a hundred percent true, Gabe. Spot on assessment of our podcast, and we appreciate you." <laughs> You know, you know me when I like tune into ESPN, I'm watching Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, I know. I love how much he's like, oh, LeBron's just the greatest. And this. Well, I mean, I guess he's kind of like that. And he's like, and my dear, dear friend, LeBron James comes in and plays basketball the right way. We're not homers, but we don't hate our team. I feel like we give pretty, pretty. I feel like we give We're a pretty fair. fair shake of of the team as in general, right? Don't we, Gary? Jock Peterson would would uh, would say that. Oh, we are he, pretty he fair people, would. you know. He would not like to listen to uh, us. Kenley, <laughs> Kenley for sure would say we'd be pretty fair people. My biggest hey. fear is that Kike, Kenley, and Jock all listen to this show they do. and hate us. <laughs> I just gotta. Ask, I'll ask Ross. We gotta ask Ross or. Uh... Just be, like, hey, uh, just, they've never listened, right? Just want to <laughs> make sure. Please, please say they never. Uh, all right, we'll get we'll get one more, and then we'll head out because uh, I think it's uh, it's dinner time, and we might get pizza over here. Ooh. Uh, John Rye Nine says Dodger drool with another three star. Uh, if you find enjoyment listening to self-absorbed millennials with all their poorly crafted inside jokes, I think that's your inside. Oh, there it one. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This podcast was uh, exactly made for you. Good Dodger content. <laughs> I got called a millennial. I, I, um, I, I feel no, like was, I, I'm feeling anxiety before, right uh, now. I don't know what to this, do. This was before you, you, uh, your voice was on here as much. I think at this point you were like a guest once or twice when, uh, when oh. we were desperate. Could have been a millennial, Gary. I know. Thank God. I mean, oh, darn. 
Oh, uh, so we want to make this hopefully maybe more of a recurring segment, uh, you know, from time to time. So do send us your your uh, five star reviews minimum, <laughs> minimum please, as high as it goes, and uh, you know, leave something wacky in the comments because we really do want to read it. We care more about the comments <laughs> than the the ratings when we're reading these things. But uh, you know, we appreciate you guys, uh, you know, giving us as you know much love as you can, as much love as you have over the years. Again, we wouldn't be doing this for as long as we have. I think we just passed uh, the two year mark of Blue Heaven, so I'll give a I'll give us all the clap here. Um, I got a I got a shout out Jay Roach too because he's the only guy that uh, I I remember his name popping up and I see his review on here as it's popping up too. So I'm sure there's a couple of you guys that have left your reviews under different names, and we appreciate you. Thank you guys. That means a lot to us. Yeah, we got. I mean, we got a lot of our our uh, our friends, our regulars are on here. Uh, you know, Roach obviously means a lot to the show. He's He's uh, it's the same with with uh, Chris. You know, he's hyped us up for for so long. We we appreciate everybody. That Katie, I don't see a Katie review on here. What up with that? But you know, Katie and Katie's mom for hanging out with us. all Do you have people hanging in out. Australia. I think so. That's, oh, okay. that's Kate. That's oh, that's Kate. Kate. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, Kate, Katie. Wow, all Kate to the same. My daughter's man. name is Katie, so it's just so many Katie <laughs> Katies. You know, it's just a lot of Kates. Too many Katies. Uh, Oh, I, I missed it. Sorry, I, I missed. There are actually some good uh, some good comments here uh, in the stream. Here, Alfredo says five star review. Bring back the other guy, Jock Peterson. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, Chris that's plus. That's Chris plus. says uh, he mentioned me. Swoon Dodger Ryan one two forces great show as always. Thank you. Go ahead and leave that as a review. That's a Blue Heaven podcast on iTunes. Can you leave reviews on on Spotify? I, I don't know. I don't look at that. Um, I don't know. Let's see. I don't know anything. <laughs> Katie, Katie says, "I'm so sick of these people." <laughs> I don't know. That was that was her oh, interpretation of Stephen A. Smith. A, that's a Stephen A. Smith thing yeah. right there. But he goes, "Ooh." <laughs> Anyways, Smith. we again, uh, we we appreciate you or whatever. I don't know. That's about it. But you guys I can't you find guys. us on the internet machine. The same thing you're on right now. We are DodgersNation.com. Check us out on YouTube. We are at YouTube.com slash DodgersNationTV. We're going to try to get on there more often and, and do variants of content that hopefully will be fun for y'all. But subscribe to Blue Heaven on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM. Oh, so many more. Oh, so many more. I'm at BrookMe3 on Twitter and Instagram. This guy over on like that side-ish or whatever is that real frg on twitter and instagram we are at officials dodger nation on instagram at dodgers nation on twitter want to thank you guys so much for hanging out with us thank you to gary over there on the buttons over there clint you can give him a round of applause over there on the buttons thank you gary thank you guys so much for hanging out with us and we will see you next time i don't know next time we'll see you next time bye 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 Terry, Terry Decker says, I miss you. I don't know who, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs>